Um, guys, we kicked off a new series last weekend called The Problem with Being Human. Uh, really excited about this series for a couple of reasons. Um, you're looking at it saying, how did we narrow that down to just one problem, by the way? You're like, shouldn't it be like an S and we can have a list maybe we can make? Um, well, I hope you were here last week. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to recap a little bit for us. Um, if you guys did miss last week, though, we'd love for you to catch up on that. Ryan did a great job of giving us a framework uh, for this series and kind of kicked us off with a starting place as we walk through this. Basically, what we're looking at here is, you know, as humans, we go into relationships and life uh, looking for good outcomes, right? None of us walk into relationships um, in marriage, in family, in friendships, and, and whatever you have. We, none of us walk into those saying, um, you know, I really want this to be bad. It would be good at some point if this exploded on my face. Like, I would love for my life to be hard, right? I would love to have all these consequences of it. And uh, we, we never really start out that way, right? That's never our intention. Really, as humans, we, I think we want to love people. We want to have meaningful relationships. We want those relationships to be good, marked with love and kindness. Like, we would like to get along with people. So I think we all land there as we start out. Um, but as we also know, when we get into those relationships, they can be very complicated um, for a variety of reasons, right? Each of us probably has our own story about why those are complicated, but those relationships that we look at and we want to be great um, and filled with love and meaningful um, often come back a little devoid of that. And so it can be a little confusing for one, um, it can make those relationships really difficult. It can make us a little hesitant to, to begin new relationships. And it can also um, leave us with some questions, right? It, it opens up some avenues to bigger questions when we start to look at things and say, well, you know, when I, when I hurt someone, what actually uh, is my responsibility there, right? Is it a score thing? Like, as long as I've hurt them less times than they've hurt me, like, I'm good. Like, do we have to just even the score, um, what, what's my responsibility when I hurt someone? Uh, we might even look and say, when someone hurts me, how, like, what is my responsibility there? Like, should I bring it up? Do they bring it up? Like, do we just leave it unsaid and I just say, I'm like, they should definitely know they did something, right? Do I, do I enter that a different way? Do I have rights to fight back, right? Is justice the goal? Is revenge the goal? Like, what um, actually is the goal when these things come about. And so we start to ask these different questions about what, you know, what does it mean uh, when hurt enters our lives and our relationships. And so really what we talked about last week, what Ryan talked about, um, was kicking off this series of problem with being human um, and kind of laying us with a great framework of that. So that's kind of what we're diving into here. Um, I'm really excited for it, and I think it's going to make our, some of our relationships really meaningful. It's going to mean some hard work for us. Uh, but I think doing this together, seeing what Jesus has to say about these relationships and how we should approach them is really meaningful. So that being said, I want to look back a little bit at what Ryan started out with last week and kind of bring you up to speed. Like I said, if you haven't listened to that, you definitely should. You can do it on the website, the app. Um, you can find it on, even on podcasts. If you listen to those, we're on there. You can find it um, and get a little recap, but I want to show you a little bit. Um, Ryan drew a picture on a whiteboard. Um, I'm lazy, so I drew it on a computer and you know, I, I don't need more work to do while, you know what I mean? Like it just, plus my handwriting, God bless you if you ever have to read it. Some of you were here for the chalkboard. It was, it was interesting. I'd never used that in an educational way, so more disciplinary. So here, um, here I made this, uh, this nice computer graphic. Um, so it, maybe it makes me look young and Ryan look old. I don't know. You, you can tell him whatever you want. But uh, this is what Ryan uh, ended up drawing on the whiteboard. And he did it a little in succession. I just have the full thing here. But let me walk you through a little bit um, what Ryan started with last week. Basically, Ryan was saying, you know, we know we have uh, this problem with being human. So, so what actually is the problem? Like, where do we start this conversation? 
So Ryan came up with this great picture here. Uh, basically, he started by saying, you know, we, when we look at the Bible, we look what Jesus says, we know that we were all created in the image of God, right? He went all the way back to Genesis, walked us through that. We are created in the image of God, right? C- created in his likeness. Not only are we created in the image of God, we're actually created for love. So our inclination to walk into these relationships and have them be good, full of love, and be meaningful is actually something that we get from being created in the image of God. It's a good thing. That's the right way to think about relationships. And it's why the opposite of that seems so unnatural. And it's why it can be really perplexing when we end up there, right? Like this is not a natural thing. So we look and we are created for love. What we found is that when we look at the Bible, we see that sin entered the picture, right? The fall of humanity, we look at the story of Adam and Eve, entered our lives. Not only did it enter our lives, it actually, it kind of fragmented our relationship with God and it fragmented our relationships with others. So really, when we look at what is the problem with humans, Ryan started out by saying, you know what? Um, sin is the problem with humans. It's kind of where he, where he started out with. And what it, what it causes us to do is when we're going in this circle, right, when we experience, we bump up against the fall of humanity, whatever that looks like, right? So think about the relationship that's most difficult for you. Uh, when you bump up against hard times in that, what we tend to choose to do because of the fall of humanity, our, I think our inclination, this is where I most, when I'm not thinking right, when I'm like kind of overtaken by emotion, where I normally go is on the right side here, I know that's kind of small, uh, I go um, automatically into shame, blame, and unforgiveness. Right? When, I, when something happens to me, um, when I do something, when something happens to me, I look and say, I'm, I feel shameful sometimes. Right? Like, there must be something wrong with me. This keeps happening. It's like, what's, I'm just living that, right? Like, well, it just must be me, right? Like, tons of people have this reaction, like, it just must be me. And, and you can live with that shame. Sometimes we go straight to blame, right? Sometimes I get to a place where I'm like, well, if they would just, if they would stop, or if they would start, right? You think about people that way. And you think about relationships that way. Like, if they would just, if they would just get their act together, if they would just let us go Thanksgiving without talking politics, if, if they would just let us get through the holiday without bringing up what grandma did last year, right? It's just like, if they would, ju- right? We start to blame all of this tension on a person or an event, right? We start to shift the blame a little bit. And the last place we tend to land a lot of times is unforgiveness, right? It's why when we look at some of our relationships, we end up with bitterness, Right? We kind of have a, a, like a contempt for people where it just like when you think about the very name of a person, your blood pressure goes up and you're like, I don't even, I can't even, I don't even have time. I can't waste the headspace, right? You're, you automatically go on guard against them, right? It's where that comes from and this kind of unforgiveness realm. That's our tendency to kind of go that way. And you and I know that when we go down that path, I, I'm never really sure what the goal is of that. Like going into it, I don't think I ever have the clarity of mind to say, if I go the route of, like blaming and get revenge, this is going to happen. I don't really think that far ahead. I just think it makes me feel good in the moment. So I'm like, I'm going to blame this person. And ultimately, whatever we choose on that side, we, it ends up kind of blowing up at the end, right? That's kind of the only place you can get to if you just live in that road is eventually there's going to be a fight, right? People are going to be shouting. It's going to blow up in some way or it's going to become this bigger thing where maybe it completely severs relationship, right? I don't know what it is exactly for you, but you know what I'm talking about when we go that route. So what Ryan was saying, you know, that when we look at what the Lord says, what the Bible says, we, we actually see a different way. And right, so the starting point for this, right, to get back on track is actually choosing something else. And what he presented to us is the gospel, right? It's like super easy stuff that we're like, 
I've been to church. I've heard the gospel before. They gave me a bracelet one time. The people shout at me on the street sometimes. That's really, we're not going to talk about that. But, right, like I know what the gospel is. It's the story of Jesus. Right, what we see is that God, because he loved us, made a way for us to kind of get back in the cycle to restore our relationship and have a relationship with him, right, to, to kind of reconcile us back and offered us as part of that forgiveness of our sins, right, this fall of humanity part. So it kind of kicks us back into that circle where we can start to reclaim the image of God a little bit and start to read about and see wisdom about what does it mean to be created in the image of God. Right? How does that change my life? How does that start to make me different once I know Christ? When I say I have a relationship with Jesus, how does that start to change my life? That's what the gospel kind of does there. And so it gets us back into that. But what we find out, even though that's the first step, the gospel what we find out as we go back, we're like, okay, I'm creating the image of God. I have a relationship with him. I'm reconnected, right? I, I feel that. I, I want to love people. I have this kind of new strength for it, and I, I see the wisdom that, that's in the Bible, or maybe I'm even thinking about it that way. But what happens is the fall of humanity doesn't go away. You and I, right, you and the person that, that you're thinking about right now in this difficulty right? It doesn't go away automatically, right? We're still sinful people. The difference is we have forgiveness from Christ and we have a relationship with him that, that kind of gives us um, the ability to let him change our lives. So what do we do when we bump up against the fall of humanity again? Because that's what inevitably happens, right? I say something stupid, you say something stupid, right? A new bad thing is happening. It's not just an existing thing, right? What do we do? Because our tendency, even though we've received the gospel, is to go back into the shame, blame, and forgiveness. Every time, right? I don't know about you, but me, every time, that is always like, maybe not always, but for some of the bigger things, that's like what I want to do. I want to find somebody to blame, right? I want to get revenge. I want to get justice, whatever it is. Right? I always start to think that way. But Jesus wants us to think a different way. And so what I want to talk about today is the idea of what, answering the question, what do we do when people hurt us? Right, because that's a, that is a very, very real thing in all of our lives. I, I, think if we, I don't think there could be a person in the room that would say, yeah, no one's ever hurt me before. I'm totally fine. I'm like dentless, right? Like, I think if we're all like kind of a little humble before each other, we look like an old dented up car, right? Like we've taken some heat, right? And, and, and some of us have some very, very painful stories in our lives through relationship, broken relationships, right? Things that have gone down that path and blown up. Right? Pain might be a very real part of our everyday life because people hurt us. Right? Maybe it isn't even anything we did. Right? We had no control of it. So what do we do when people hurt us is kind of what we want to hone in on today now that we know there's another way to go. So I want to look at that question. What do we do when people hurt us? And I think one of the keys to this, and it's a big part of the gospel, is forgiveness. And you're like, oh, great, here we go. I've heard that one before. It's a trap. No, it's not, I promise. Right? We're going to look a little deeper in this because I, I think there's more to be said here than maybe we have thought about before. Um, and I want to look and see what the Bible says about this. So first, I want to go to Colossians. You can turn there if you want. I'll have it on the screen, Colossians 3.13, to see what the Bible says about forgiveness. Right? What's our, kind of our responsibility if I say, uh, well, yeah, the Bible says forgive. Well, like, how do we do that? Well, here's what it says in Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Uh-oh, that already seems kind of hard, right? Because we, we look and we're like, um, okay, well, uh, Jesus is perfect, so 
wow, that's a, that's a tall order, right? Like they, that's what I'm thinking, at least when I first read this, is um, that's, that's not exactly an easy thing to do. So let's, let's look into this even a little deeper when I look and say, well, what did, how did the Lord actually forgive us, right? What did that actually look like? If it says, forgive as the Lord forgave you, what does that actually look like? Uh, in Ephesians 2, uh, it says this, 2, 4 through 5, it says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, right, that means sparing us from what we deserve, not giving us what we deserve, made us alive with Christ when we were dead in transgressions. It's another word for sin. It is by grace you have been saved. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. Right? So there, there's these things. When we look at how the Lord forgave us, there's the sense that we look at the idea of sin entering the world. There's, there's sin in my life. Right? It says I was dead in my sin, dead in my transgressions. Right? I, I had no hope. And even so, Jesus forgave me. Right? He gave me mercy. He gave me grace. So this is a full spectrum here, right? So in, in essence, it's, it doesn't matter what I did, right? The Lord is saying, I've forgiven you with, with grace. And here, here's what that starts to look like, actually, when we go into saying, um, how, you know, how does that play out when God says, uh, uh, forgive as the Lord forgave you, right? When we start to do that for others, it, it looks a little differently, perhaps, uh, than what we've thought before. But the Lord's forgiveness looks like this, right? It's unconditional, Right? The Lord isn't saying every time something happens, we've got to come back and be like, and, and Jesus is like, um, I'm going to get back to you on that one because that's, that's pretty bad. You, you, yeah, you made a big boo-boo there. We're going to have to think about that one. This wasn't just like the time you stole like a dollar out of your mom's wallet. This was like really big. Right? That's not how it works. The Lord's, it's, it's unconditional, his forgiveness. Right? He's saying before, I already know everything before you've even done it, right? you are forgiven if you enter into this relationship with me. Right? It's unconditional and it's before. So when we look and we say, I got to apply that to my life, it almost is even a little more scary than it being unexplained, right? I have to have unconditional forgiveness. And it's actually not just something I do every time someone does something to me. It's just like, it should be a lifestyle. Like I should just decide to forgive people. That's kind of difficult. So before we talk a little bit more about that, I, I think it's important for us to realize what forgiveness is not. Um, I, I think when we think about forgiveness, right, there's a chance that if you grew up in church, you've heard some things. And I think there's some things that people advertise about forgiveness that can be a little bit unhealthy, um, not just untrue, but maybe unhealthy. And I think there's some ways we need to look at forgiveness and what it looks like. Uh, first of all, um, when, we, when we say forgiveness, right, what we're not saying to someone is that it's okay. Right? Even when you look at, at Jesus' forgiveness, right, the, the Lord is never saying that sin is okay. That's very clear in the Bible when we read it. There are very specific things that Jesus says, this is wrong, this is sin. Right? He's not acknowledging that our actions are okay. Right? It's, why, it's why Paul even talks about just because we have grace, does that mean we keep on sinning then? No. Right? That's not what Jesus is getting at. It's not that the Lord doesn't care that we sinned. It's not that um, he's okay with it. Right? So when we forgive people, it's not that we're okay with what they did. And I, I think that really needs to be heard. Because I think sometimes when we think forgiveness, we're thinking, I have to say, it's all right, I forgive you. Well, it's not okay like 90% of the time, right? It, it either hurts your feelings, it has damaged you emotionally, right? It, it, is, it has consumed your life, it's changed and altered your life, right? Forgiveness, saying that I forgive you is not saying that what you did is okay. I think that's very important for us to hear. Another thing is this, when we say forgiveness, what we don't mean is reconciliation, Right? Just because I forgive you doesn't mean 
that things are going to go back to normal between you and I. Right? Just because I've forgiven you doesn't mean that I'm going to look and say, you know what, things will just go back to how they were then because, you know, forgiveness. Right? That doesn't even make sense in some of our situations, right? It, in fact, it could be unhealthy and dangerous in some of our situations. Right? I realize there's some very real pain in this room. And, and hearing that you have to reconcile and things have to go back to normal with someone, that doesn't work. So it doesn't mean reconciliation. And, and here's another thing that, that it doesn't mean when we say I forgive someone. It doesn't automatically mean that trust is back on the table right away. I think that's a big one because I think in some of our relationships, what we desire to have from people is trust. And when that's been broken, right, it's people want that back because it can be kind of, um, it can be difficult to live in a relationship with no trust, right? But when we forgive someone, it doesn't mean that trust is coming back on the table as well. So I think, I think it's important for us to start there uh, because being freed up from knowing that just because I forgive someone doesn't mean that things have to go back to normal is, is very um, it can be freeing in some senses because I think a lot of times we're hesitant to even approach forgiveness or it can, we can really struggle with the idea of it because of what it would actually mean for that relationship. So I want to I set the table there saying that um, I don't want to discount the pain in the room. I don't want to discount the pain in your relationship and the fact that um, those types of things, reconciliation, trust, and uh, thinking about those things and, and acknowledging that it's okay what they did is making you very uncomfortable. Right? I want to set the table and say that is not what we are talking about. It's the reason why the verse says forgive as the Lord forgave, not reconcile as the Lord reconciled. Right? And our relationship with Jesus, part of that is we are reconciled to him in relationship. But Jesus is saying forgave as I have, as I have forgiven you, not trust or reconcile. Right. So we want to land there a little bit. So now that we, we look at that a little bit, we want to say, okay, so then what is forgiveness? If it's not those things, what does it look like when I start to do that in my life? I, I think first, uh, it's this. Forgiveness is actually first about myself and God more than it is about other people. Right? I think when we think forgiveness, we're automatically thinking between me and the person that wronged me. Right? That's what we're thinking. When someone hurt me, I'm thinking about just that relationship. I think first it needs to be about us and God. And, and here's, what, um, here's what I mean by that. Um, there's a quote that I love. Um, I, I think it's from Andy Stanley. I was Googling it, couldn't find out who it was from. So, you know, if you want to say, that wasn't yours, I came up with that. Fine, you can, you can do that if you want. Uh, but this, this was really impactful for me. It says, the more I understand the depth of my sin, the easier it is to give grace to others. And I think this is very powerful. And what I mean uh, when I say forgiveness is about myself and God, it's kind of understanding where we are, right? We look at that and it says, I was dead in my transgressions, right? I was dead in my sin. There was no hope there. Jesus is literally the reason why I'm spared from that because of his forgiveness, right? It means that my sin was egregious to the Lord, right? My sin was against him. Just as the person who wronged me also sinned against God, right? We're, I, I said it this way earlier. I think this is helpful visual for me in my mind is that uh, it, we're all kind of sinking on the same ship here, right? We're all going down on this ship, right? We all have sin. Uh, Jesus is throwing us life preservers, right? He's giving us the opportunity to have a relationship with him. And as a believer, when I accept Christ, I, I already have that. So when I'm forgiving people, it's like, we're all going down here. So like, I need to like throw them the life preserver or like throw them another one, right? Pass it on, invite them along too. So it becomes a little more about me and the Lord than it does about others, right? It's understanding the depth of my sin 
and understanding where my identity lies, which is in uh, the identity of Christ, right? I'm made in his image. So we share that in common. And I know this is hard to hear, uh, but the people that have wronged you, even very badly, they also share those things in common, right? They have sin in their life that affects their relationship with the Lord, but they are also created in his image. Um, I, one of my roles here at Grace that I get to do a lot is work with students. I love it a ton, um, but students can also, you know, they can be crazy sometimes. I was one of those students, and I love them, but the, every once in a while, there's some difficult ones. It's probably payback for all the times I was difficult, but that's besides the point. I was at a conference one time, and they, they said this. They were talking about ways to connect with kids who are just especially difficult. And I was uh, starting to go, starting to think about that, and I even had some kids. It's like the ones that you don't want to name your kids that name because they're so horrible. You're like, nope, can't use that one. That one is off the table, right? Because I had one of those in my class, and they were not great. So, like, that's why no kids are named Aaron that I know of, like maybe a few. But um, all that to say, one of the things the speaker said is that, you know, it's really hard not to love someone when you see them as created in the image of God. Right? When I kind of see them on a level playing field, right, spiritually speaking, and I, and I see them that way, right, when I actually view them that way, it's really, really hard to hate them or to not love them when I view them and the image of God. So it starts to be between me and God first, where I start to understand where I am, right, as a person. Where, where am I? Where have I come from? And, and what, what about other people as well? So as we start to understand that more and more, and we start to have that go between myself and God, uh, really what forgiveness becomes is a posture of our heart towards others, right? Forgiveness isn't necessarily just a thing that I do because it's the right thing to do, or it's like a thing to check off on the list, forgiveness is actually a posture of heart. And that, that's what it starts to become as we unpack what forgiveness has meant for us, what the Lord has done for us, and what we should start to do for others. It actually becomes a posture of my heart. It's, just not, it's not just something I keep in my back pocket and I'm like handing it out like candy bars. Forgiven, forgiven, not forgiven, forgiven, right? Like it's not like that. It actually becomes the way that I see people. It's a posture of my heart. And the reason I'm able to forgive them is because I see them correctly. And, and what I'm starting to do is even say, when I enter into forgiveness with someone, no matter what it is, right, when I start to say, I'm, I want to forgive this person, I start to walk down that road, what it actually is doing is I'm actually acknowledging my sin and, and the image of Christ in them. Right? I'm saying, like, I also have the sin baggage here. Right? I also did not deserve forgiveness from the Lord but I'm also acknowledging that you are created in God's image and you have the same rights to a relationship with him as I do, and, and we kind of both don't deserve forgiveness at all, right? It's starting to view them correctly, and I'm acknowledging that in forgiveness. And really what we're starting to do is, like the Lord said to us, right, when we look at the gospel message, essentially what God is saying to us through his son Jesus is that you are more than your sin, right? We don't have to live in the shame of sin. You're not defined by your sin, you're not defined by the mistakes you've made. Right? That is an incredibly freeing message. Right? It's lifted burdens off of us. It, it, it can lift weight off your shoulders that you've carried around. Right? Jesus is saying that to us, and essentially what we get to do in forgiving others is say, you know, I actually know that you're more than your sin too because you're created in the image of Christ, and he believes that about you. Right? It's a powerful message to others. Right? It's where we start to take the gospel to others, and one of the ways we do that is through forgiveness. Now, I want to get back a little bit to talking about what forgiveness is not, because in this scenario, right, it's a posture of heart. 
when we're thinking about this, well, okay, how does that, how does, how does that work? Do I have to like list it for them? Do I tell them? Like, what does it do? Sorry, I have small ears. My mic's falling off of it. So um, when we think about that, now you're all looking at my ears. Thank you. Um, I'll t- you can you draw me a picture of what you, th- some, I'll get some to put over it. Um, anyways, when we start looking at this posture of heart, right, and we start, we start moving towards it, really what we get to do is this, because I, I think there's in these relationships, especially in the extremely painful um, areas where we're trying to exercise forgiveness when people hurt us, um, there's only so much we can do, right? There are situations that you have in your life that you're like, I don't know if this can ever be fixed, right? It would have to be a miracle, right? It would have to, it is work that only the Lord could do. And that is not a wrong thought, by the way, right? I, I don't think that it's my job to fix every bad situation in my life, right? There, there's, I can't do it, first of all, because I'm going to mess it up more half the time. The second thing is there is some work that only the Lord can do. So in forgiveness, what we're actually doing is we're saying, it's why in, in Romans, Paul talks about saying, you know, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with others. Paul's saying like, you know, you can really only control yourself. You can't control how people are going to respond to forgiveness. You're like, second of all, like the person you're forgiving, they, there's a chance they could be dead. There's a chance you may not know who they are. You may, there's a chance they, you don't know where they are. Right? There's a chance that you may not be allowed to see them. Right? There's so many things there. Right? There's only so much you and I can do. So in forgiveness, what we're doing is we're recognizing what God has done for us. We're recognizing what God wants to do for them and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the Lord has asked me to do, which is forgive the person. And when I do that, right, I'm starting to kind of crack the door and put my foot in there to say, Lord, I, I don't know if reconciliation could ever happen here. It may not be a good, healthy thing. But I'm, I'm going to like... I'm going to leave that possibility up to you, right? Lord, if you want restoration here, if you want reconciliation here, that's fine. Lord, I don't know if I can ever trust this person, right? I don't even know if it's good for us to be in the same room again, but I'm going to like put my foot in the door. I've forgiven them. So Lord, if there's more work you want to do, right, you're allowing the possibility for God to do those things. Because I realize sometimes part of this is getting good counsel on what you should do. Because sometimes it's not healthy to have reconciliation, or maybe not yet, but it's allowing the Lord the possibility to do that in the future if he chooses to do so, and recognizing that that may be work that only the Lord can do. I also think forgiveness, uh, sometimes we see that as like, if I forgive someone, I can finally heal. Um, I don't think it's a shortcut to healing, right, especially in some scenarios, uh, but I think it is the first step, because like I said, you're allowing the Lord to start to do the work that only he can do, which is healing some pain that we're carrying Right, he, starting to free us from the bondage of that pain um, and unforgiveness. So it becomes a posture of our heart towards others. And so practically speaking, it's like, okay, now, Aaron, like, what do we do here? How do we do this? Right, we know what it is. We know what it isn't. Like, how, do we, how does this actually play out like, in a relationship scenario? And um, I, you know, there's a lot of places in the Bible that talk about how to resolve conflict and things. One of the places is Matthew 18. Um, it says this, if, you, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. Right? And this is interesting because it's like, oh, I have to like go to them? And remember I said earlier, like that may not be possible. At least I want to flush this out a little bit. I was sharing a story. I was thinking about it uh, with, with my wife. Right? There's some situations where, um, where this works differently. And really what I think this is talking about is uh, what God is asking us to do here is involve the appropriate people. 
And, and so here's what I mean by that. Well, um, I was uh, at home the other day, and if you guys don't know me very well, um, you should know that I really love cooking, but uh, specifically in the arena of barbecue, um, I have a couple smokers. It's like my hobby slash what I do to get away, right? I just enjoy making all kinds of stuff. I made some homemade bacon this weekend that I'm really excited about, right? All this stuff, and now you're like, great, now we're hungry. And um, so I, I love doing that. And so I was, my wife and I were talking about, I'm like, man, it, it's like I've enjoyed cooking so much more since I've gotten to do this. And like, it's nice because it's a hobby. And then also it like helps us out with meals and stuff. And my wife, she wasn't trying to be mean at all, but she's like, yeah, but it's like kind of unnecessary, right? And I was like, ouch. She wasn't trying to be mean at all, but I took that probably the wrong way. I'm fragile, all right? And I know that I don't look it, but I was like, um, wow, dagger straight to the hole. Let me just turn around. You can pull a knife out of my back, right? I've slaved over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what usually ends up happening is um, it takes longer than I thought. She's like, we just don't need to wait 12 hours for food. Like, we can get it anywhere. I'm like, well, it's better food, okay? Some of you understand. Some of you are like, this man is insane. But all that to say, right, that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, if I'm being completely honest, right? And, and so what, in that situation, it made total sense for me to go to my wife and say, uh, hey, babe, I, know, I don't know if you were trying to be mean, but that hurt my feelings a little bit. I, like, I, I thought I was doing something good here. You know, I was like getting all serious about it. And she was like, oh, I didn't really mean that. What I meant was like, we could always do it like a different way if you like can't do that or if we don't have time or it's like freezing out. I'm like, I bought the insulation blanket for when it's cold out. Right, so like, that, like it, made, it made sense for us to go and say, it made sense for me to go right to her. Right, what doesn't make sense is for me to like internalize that and turn around and go over and like, text some people about it, or like uh, get on Facebook and be like, you'll never believe, like in my smoking Facebook group, yes, I'm a part of that, and I go in there, you'll never believe what my wife said about the smoker, please send angry letters to this address, P.S., I'm going to forgive her, don't worry, right? That is not how it works, right? That would have been worse. So you see what I'm saying? In those situations, right, we can, we can do, we can involve the appropriate people in that sense, wow, that's really loud now, um, and in that sense, it made perfect sense for me to go and say, I'm going to go right to my wife. I'm going to talk about this, right? And, and I'm actually like, I, I won her over, not just because she's my wife and she likes me, but because we were able to get our hearts on the table and in the same place. So why I bring that story up is not so that you can laugh at me for, for cooking on a smoker, but because of this. When you look at your situation that you're dealing with, right, the pain, whatever's going on, you, you have to think about what makes sense. Right? There are some situations where you can, go, you can go after service and send a text or make a phone call and start to forgive people. And you may not even be sure how that's going to be received. Right? I knew my wife was going to receive that well. Right? I knew that. There are some situations in my life where I can't, I can't even share with you right? because it doesn't make sense. Right? These are not the right people. So the people that I involve in that is some of them, it's me and God. It's my heart and God's heart saying, God, I want to forgive these people. Help me do this, please. God, I, I know that I've been forgiven. I want to forgive this person, right? The person that hurt me isn't even involved, right? Sometimes it looks like me and God and, and another trusted person. Hey, I want you to know, um, I, I want to work on forgiving this pain in my life and this person, and I'm working with God on that. I just, I, I needed to like let you know about that so you can help me and hold me accountable. And I'm going to need some wisdom on how to like navigate this, right? It might be you and God saying, I want to forgive this person and also I need to like start doing some counseling. Like I need to start hearing like what's actually going on and getting some advice 
right? All, all this means is when we go and we do the work of forgiveness, right, it gives us freedom from the bondage of that. And, and so what it starts to look like when we say, how do I know when I've forgiven someone, right? I've involved the right people. How do I know when it worked, right? Like, is there a green light and a red light? Like, is it, how does, how does it work, right? Are they going to write me a letter saying, oh, I'm so glad you forgave me. It was keeping me up at night, right? All of that stuff. No. Here's how I think we know uh, when we have forgiven people, right? When we know that that work is truly, when it's working in that situation. I think one uh, is when we start to humanize the person again, right? What I mean by that is this. When, when someone hurts us, usually what we see is that hurt in them, right? Anytime we see them, it's like, I, like their name comes up on the phone. I don't want to look at it, right? When the text message comes up, I'm afraid to read it, right? When I see a person, I'm like, all I see is labels of like, very vile words, right? They don't understand me. They don't, they don't get, like, they don't even know what they did, and they're just going around crushing, hurting people, right? They're so arrogant, right? We start to, to cast this judgment onto them, and that's all we see, and, it, and it's kind of dehumanizing, right? When we look at it, clearly we see, oh, well, that's probably not what we should be doing, but I think that's our tendency. That's where I go, right, is to, is to saying, um, I, I start to kind of dehumanize them in some ways, I think when we start to say, man, that hurt, but like I know that they're also created in the image of God. They're fighting the same fight that I am against sin. I don't understand why they did that. It's like I don't even know if we'll ever be the same again, but like I want them more than anything to know the forgiveness that Jesus has given me. Right? That when we start, our posture changes and we start seeing people as human again, right? And yes, there's a problem with being human, but we see adequately what the Lord has done for us and we start to see that for them too, that's powerful. I think the second part of that is when it stops consuming our mind, right? There's pain in your life that consumes your thoughts every day, right? It's a person you think about. It's a situation that doesn't, every moment that you're not doing something else, you're thinking about how do I, how do I fix this? How do I get back at that person? I can't believe, like you're just kind of stewing in it. Right? And it's just consuming. It's unhealthy. It drains your energy. Man, when we're free from, when we get that freedom from forgiveness, it doesn't consume our thoughts, right? We're kind of freed from that bondage where, where we can think about other things, right? So I think that's kind of when we know that forgiveness is, in essence, working. We start to see, actually, you know what? That person's just a mom. Like, they're just trying to figure it out, and they're probably not sure if they're a good mom or not. Man, you know, that's just a guy. He's just trying to provide for his family, and he really hurt me bad, but, like, I think he's just trying to figure out how to be a dad and a husband, too, and worried about his job. Like, I think the same things I'm worried about. Man, that, that's just, like, another person. They had a super horrible day the day I ran into them, right? And they hurt me, right? I think they're looking for the same love and acceptance I'm searching for. So it starts to make a little bit more sense, and it starts to work when we adequately see what the Lord has done for us, Right, we start to change the posture of our heart to see others differently, and then we kind of start to work backwards, right, where we're, like, revisiting it. We're starting to go back through things. Oh, I thought I forgave that person, but maybe I didn't. I thought I accepted forgiveness from the Lord, but I'm still living in shame, and, like, I don't know if I actually did that, right, when we start to think about it a little differently. So we might need to do a couple things. We might need to receive forgiveness first, right? I know the gospel was the first step last week, but it's actually the first step this week, too. Because if we haven't experienced that type of forgiveness, it's going to be really hard to exercise that in our lives. 
Second thing is we, need to re, we might need to reposture our heart. We might know Jesus. We might have known Jesus for a long time, but we just don't look at people the right way. We don't see them as being sinful, but also creating the image of God. We just see them as their sin. Right? We don't see them as having like a greater purpose. We don't see them as being more than that. The third thing is we might need to revisit some things. I feel strongly that if we start to exercise forgiveness on the small things, when we get to the big things, it becomes a lot easier. Right? I think the, sh- the story that I shared with my wife that could have been this, like, it could have festered. I could have said nothing, right? Or I could go to her right away. Um, doing that exercise, like, often with the people that it's easy with, the people you can go right to, I think it starts to give us insight on how to do that when the bigger things come along or even as we revisit the bigger things. So I think that's where we, we need to land today. And, and really, when we look at forgiveness, what we see is that it's actually starting to choose the gospel over and over and over again when we bump up against uh, humanity. Right? When we bump up against the fall, instead of choosing those other things, we're choosing the gospel again. Right? We're choosing to exercise forgiveness, and it's actually choosing the gospel again. Right? It's, it's preaching the gospel to myself again. Man, I was forgiven to a depth that is unimaginable. Right? I've done... Man, I can't believe the Lord forgave me that way. It's preaching the gospel to myself again and again, and it's offering it to others, right? The Lord asked me to forgive as I've been forgiven. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to see them differently. So it's, it's constantly choosing the gospel so we don't get stuck in, uh, in the shame, the blame, and the unforgiveness. So I think, I think we have a lot of work ahead of us, um, but we'll do it together. I'm, I'm going to invite the band to come back out. They're going to give us some space here in a minute. Um, but I don't, I don't know where you are with this, right? You might be thinking of specific situations. Uh, you might be thinking of just how you view forgiveness, and how that, needs, how that is just a radical difference from what you've played out in your life. Um, you might be thinking that, like, I've, I've never even experienced forgiveness in that way. So, uh, guys, I, as the band comes out and plays and gives us that space, um, I encourage you to start thinking about um, how, what does that look like for me, right? Am I in a phase where I need to... I need to like kind of revisit. I need to go back and look at how I was forgiving people. Like, did I actually do that well? Do I need to reposture my heart? Or do I need to even receive forgiveness for the first time today? Because we would love to help you do that, whatever it looks like. You can write on the connection card. You can, um, you can let, talk to us afterwards. But we know that this could mean a lot of work if you choose to do this. It could mean reliving a lot of pain. Um, and we want to help connect you to resources to do that. We'd love to chat with you about it. Um, but I think if we do this work, it's incredibly freeing um, in our lives. I'm going to pray for us really quick and then give you guys some time to think about that. God, uh, we, we love you. And we are so thankful for the work of forgiveness in our lives. God, for those of us that have experienced that forgiveness, help us to think about others that way. God, to see the, the depth of forgiveness in our own lives and to start to be able to look at other people that way uh, with humility and saying, you know what? I know that they also have sin, but they're more than that. They're created in the image of God. And no, they don't deserve to be forgiven, but God, you forgave me, you forgave them, and, and I need to do that as well. God, there may be those of us who, who never even thought about exercising forgiveness in some of the areas in our lives. And we may even, this may just kind of thrown us for a loop thinking about accepting forgiveness ourselves before we do that. God, if you're speaking to our heart, help us not to ignore that. Help us to latch on to that and see that, God, the work of forgiveness you want to do in our lives and through us um, is better than any other path that we can.
take. God, thank you for freeing us from our shame, um, from having to find someone to blame and, and bitterness. God, we love you and thank you for that work that you would do in our lives. Pray that you would speak to us um, today as we consider all of this.